Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. Cash is trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 166. Ozzy! I serve as your humble and oh so gracious host, Bryce Isaiah. And if you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever podcasts reside. You can subscribe to the Purple Pants podcast. Hit that subscribe button, write a review and give your baby boy some five stars. And with this special edition of the Purple Pants podcast, you can also follow along to the audio in video on my YouTube at Bryce Isaiah. Okay, hit subscribe. Give this video a thumbs up and write what you think. Give me some reviews in those comments. I appreciate it. Listen, Purple Pants Posse, I know I was not. Last Tuesday, your baby boy was on vacation, recovering and returning from L.A. But we will get into all of the goodness of Bryce and Wynn present the 42 finale on our regularly scheduled, our regularly, our regular, regularly scheduled podcast this Tuesday. But, you know, over the weekend or the last couple of days, you know, your, your baby boy didn't broke the Internet. June 1st was this past Wednesday, and we all know June starts the month of Pride Month. And you know, with Pride Month being very much so prideful, your baby boy took to the Twitters and the Instagram and we posted some photos of me and the baby boy Ozzy. And listen, when I say we broke the internet, who chat? 
My phone wouldn't work. People was blowing me up. Barb was calling me like, what is going on? Who is this man? And so listen, Pride Month is all about being yourself, you know, loving yourself, showing love to others and, you know, not being scared to step out and show a part of yourself that you're not normally used to showing. And with that being said, I had the opportunity while I was in L.A. to just, you know, have some time with Ozzy. And while we took the photos, we said, what a better opportunity for us to like link up and and talk about a lot of different things. So this episode is an honor for me. Anybody that knows me, that listens to the podcast, that is a member of the Purple Pants Posse, knows the love that I have for Ozzy. And um, just to be able to have him on the podcast, listen, to be able to share the same bed as Ozzy is a true honor for me. And so this podcast, I get to have Ozzy and we talk about sexuality. We talk about breaking the survivor internet with our photos, putting ourselves into boxes. We talk about survivor. We talk about so many things and I'm just so excited to have Ozzy on here. So listen, without further ado, let's get into the meat and potatoes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a man who? It's a man you? Me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who? It's a man you? Me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. And I am so excited to be joined on the Purple Pants podcast with, I mean, some would say my man, my main man, <laughs> the Oz, that is the Ozzy, but I'd like to formally welcome to the podcast, Ozzy Lust. Ozzy, how are you today? Oh man, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm, I'm better now that I get to see you and get to talk yeah. to you on the podcast. Yeah. It's been a, you know, a a, a crazy week and just a a crazy start to the month. And so I guess I'll just dive right into it. Um, Is it fair to say that we broke the Internet a couple of days ago? I mean, I hope so. I hope that people are, you know, surprised at the openness that we can, you know, we can share. And I think that that's exemplary of what pride stands for, you know, being able to live your authentic self and not have to worry about the judgment of other people. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that honestly was the the point of the photo shoot was for that very reason. But I think people now people want to know, is Bryce and Ozzy dating? So I, listen, I, I feel like, you know, you should answer the question for the people, Ozzy. You know, I don't think that we need to give people too much. We like to, we like a little mystery, right? We like, we like people to ask questions and to be interested in what's going on. Cause you know, we can't, we can't give them too much. We gotta, we gotta let them be wondering. I agree. I think, you know, what is under, what's the statement? What is understood does not need to be explained. Exactly. Um, 
So, but I I am really honored to have you on the podcast. And I guess like my first question that I I really want to ask you is like, who is Ozzy? Like, how would you describe Ozzy? And I I guess you can even take more like a holistic approach to it. But like, who is Ozzy? Man, that's a good question. I ask myself that all the time. And I don't know, I think in the last couple of years of COVID, where we were all sort of left isolated, was a was an opportunity for me to, you know, really kind of let my, let myself be examined a little bit. Um, Mm. I don't know. I I think that there's, there's a lot of like metaphysical questions when you ask like, who are you? What are you? What, what, what makes you, you? And, you know, it's, I think that's a really tough question. And it's something that we all as humans, like we go through this journey of trying to figure that out. And I don't think that any of us I mean, maybe some people out there, they just know, they know exactly who they are, what they are, what they're all about. And I, I find that a little depressing, you know, in a way, because I think that there's so much contained within us, you know, there's a multitude of, of lives, of personalities, of, of, of possibilities. And I think growing up when, you know, you go through trauma, you go through I don't know, just trying to survive. We, we kind of put ourselves in these little boxes, these little mm-hmm. categories, these little things that help us to figure out where our place is in the world. And it's only when you, when you actually take a moment to break that down a little bit and to say, well, you know, there's been a lot of conditioning that's happened throughout my entire life, my childhood, my teenage years, young adulthood that that conditioning kind of creates this facade of like who you think you are, who Mm. you might be. And I think that if you don't do the work to kind of look at that and understand like, all right, my conditioning and my childhood and my sort of early, early life created this persona that Mm. may or may not be who I am. Like I have all these thoughts that go, you know, through my head as we all do on a continuous basis. And it was a realization I've only had in, you know, the last, the last number of years that you're not your thoughts, you know, Mm. you're not, you're not that stream of consciousness that that's not you, you know, that you're something else. Like you're the observer that sits outside of that, that watches these thoughts go by. And to answer your question, I don't know who I really am per se, but I do know that, that I am this, this consciousness, this observer that sees all these things happening, these experiences that I have. And, you know, I think that like, for me, just, just being more open to letting go of some of the things, some of the, the, the ideas of who I thought I was, um, have, have allowed me to kind of grow into a, uh, you know, kind of opened up some doors, opened up some, some places in my heart and my soul and my mind that, I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable or wasn't even able to, to examine or look at. Um, and yeah, so long story short is it's, I'm like a, like a half written page, I think that is going through rewrites. You know, I've written, I've written a paragraph or I've written a couple pages, my life, but I'm in the process of rewriting. I think that's like, you bring up such a, a, a good point because 
when I was like just coming up with these questions, I was like asking the questions to myself and like how I would answer them. And I, I kind of got stuck on that. Like if someone were to ask me, like, who is Bryce? Um, I, I would say I don't know. But I always tell my listeners and I always tell people that know me, like I'm on a road to a better Bryce. And so I am not the Bryce that I was yesterday. I'm not the Bryce that I was last week. I am like, I feel like I'm a new Bryce every day and I'm striving to be um, the better Bryce that I can be. And, you know, you even brought up like, people putting themselves into boxes. And it made me reflect on like, you know, my childhood and growing up. And I felt like I put myself in certain boxes because it made me feel safe. It made me feel like, well, if I can fit into this box, no one will ever like bother me. But I mean, of course, people still bothered me and I still, you know, got teased in different things. But it, it was interesting enough that like I felt as though I put myself in a box to like shield me. Um, And, you know, later on in my life, I realized that emotional boxness I still carry around and it's like you know me shedding those boxes that I realize like you know I'm discovering new things about myself and at times those boxes that I put myself in or I'm so easily able to put other people in have like really prevented like uh healthy relationships for me because I don't allow that person to come out of the box that, you know, 11, 13, 14, 15 year old me created to put people in to like feel safer. So just such an interesting uh, dynamic that you brought up. And I think that that's just so great. But what do you see are the biggest differences between the Aussie that we were introduced to on Cook Islands and the Aussie that we see today? Mm, I think I'm just a little bit older. (laughs) I think I'm a little more patient with myself. I think I'm a little more patient with other people. Um, I think that I've maybe lost a little of my bravado. Um, And I think I've become a little more sensitive to myself and to other people. And, you know, I think it's just such a cliche that you think you know everything when you're young. And the more you know, the more the more you learn, the more you find out you don't know. And, you know, I, I watched myself when I was on Cook Islands and I'm just, I just cringe. I'm just like, man, I, there's so much I don't know and so much I have yet to figure out. And, you know, I thought I knew it all. I thought I had it all worked out back then. And I, I think that really the only big difference is that, you know, I'm just been trying to be more patient with myself and make space for myself to fuck up and to do better. Right. And do you feel like back then that you didn't have patience because you felt like you had to be like this perfect person or you had to like meet these timelines? Or do you feel like it just was society telling you these things? And now that you although you say you older, you look the same. The only difference, in my opinion, is the hair is longer. Uh, (laughs) But do you feel like it's like society was putting those pressures on you? Or like, what do you think that has like really given you the patience to like give yourself grace, essentially? what it sounds like. Yeah, no, I think it's just come, it came from myself. Like I've never really cared that much about society as I got older and was able to, you know, take control of my own decisions. You know, I think, I think growing up, you just, you do what you have to do to get through some of the painful childhood, painful teenage years. And then after I was able, you know, after I was 17, 18 and on my own, I can make the decisions for myself. I, I'm kind of like actively giving a middle finger to most of most of society, most mm-hmm. of what we've built, most of what, sorry, we've inherited in this society that we've kind of come into in this period of in the United States. You know, we have this society that is obviously so incredibly broken in so many, so many ways. 
And it starts at such a young age, you know, it starts at such a young age, you know, believing, getting brainwashed by what is the right way to live, what is the best way to live, you know. I think that, you know, I've always been skeptical of the status quo. I've always been skeptical of the people telling me that this is how you should live, whether it's coming from the church, coming from teachers, coming from government, you know, even coming from older people. And, you know, sometimes that gets you into trouble because there's often good advice, but often there's a dogma associated with it that is just about making sure that people stay controlled and stupid and, you know, contributing to society in a way that is easily managed. Um, so I don't even remember your question. I don't even know I if mean, I answered I, it. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm just listening. I could just look at you and listen all day. But no, I, I, I think that you did. But you've always been someone who's been like vocal and always like spoken up. And recently you came out as bisexual, um, which yeah. can be super hard on so many different levels. One, you're coming out as not straight. Um, and then there's also like biphobia, where people who don't believe that like bisexuality exists. What has your experience been like living in your truth as a bi man? And how did people respond to you? Um, it's a good question. I mean, I, uh, you know, it's funny because I think that there's, there's this idea, like we were, we've been talking about putting things in boxes. Like humans just need to, in order to make sense of the world, it's just, so, it's part of human nature. We have to say, is this, is this black or is this white? Right. Is this up or is this down? Is this straight or is this gay? And life just doesn't work like that. You know, mm. there, there's rarely times when things are on this like really obvious binary, like one or zero or one type of, um, of category. So, you know, people that don't believe in bisexuality are the same people that probably don't believe in homosexuality. You know, they're probably the same people that don't believe in evolution. They're probably the same people that, you know, take the Bible for being literal truth. I mean, and you can't really argue with those people. The only thing that you can do is on a case by case basis, person by person basis is make a human connection and say, look, I'm a person, I'm a human. I, you know, I'm the same as you and I am this way, or I feel these certain feelings and you know, there's nothing wrong with it. And I, I just hope that we, as a human, as a species, that we get a chance to evolve to kind of move past this fixation on gender, on sexual identity, on all, on, on just even who we are, like our, the color of our skin, where we came from. I hope that someday the humans, we can move past that and evolve to be just, we have so much potential of, of creating beautiful things. And, you know, we just get her, we're just getting so stuck on these, just, just such nonsense. Ozzy, you are preaching to the choir uh, to me because I, I feel like one, in my opinion, sexuality is not like one or the other. I feel like, yeah. you know, it is a spectrum and, you know, believe it or not, everyone falls somewhere on the spectrum. And it, it's been my mission. Um, to help break down those stereotypes that like, you know, you have to live one way. And there's so many people that I know um, or that, that that are living a closeted life because of the way their family has raised them, because of how society, because they feel like they are in a relationship and they're trapped. And it's just it, it, it saddens me because there are times that I, I will see people that I know, you know, you don't need to tell me. I know. And it's like they're living this 
this lie. And, and I, I it sometimes it, I feel like it breaks me because, you know, I, I went through whatever I went through at a very young age because I didn't have the opportunity to to live a, a, another life, but the life that I live because I'm the person that I am. But there are some people who, you know, can assimilate or, or go into society and it not necessarily be a thing uh, on their outward appearance, but they just struggle uh, so bad. And so for me, when, you know, you announced that you were bisexual um, on Twitter, it, it was like the happiest, well, it was the happiest day of my life uh, for a lot of different <laughs> reasons. But I just, I know how, and just in general, but in the survivor community, I know how people adore you. I know how people love you. I know how people uh, just look at you as a legend. And I know that because I do myself, like I, um, I'm obsessed with you. Um, but, and, but just to see a, you know, a, a masculine man come out and say that he's bisexual for me, was just like, barriers. And I know that there are people that can relate to that. And I know that people that see you kind of give them the okay to be like, no, wait a minute. If I can do it, I can do it. Or I, it just is, um, it's just very powerful. And I don't know if you realize how powerful the tweet that you sent off really was. And I, I think a lot of people were just joking with it and thinking like, you know, oh, he's doing this for this. He's doing that for that. But I mean, me, feeling like I know the person that you are, I would feel that that is something that, you know, you would not play with and you would be very genuine about. And I think that it just honestly was a very beautiful thing. Uh, what do you feel like propelled you to make that proclamation? Honestly, I just, I'm just so, I'm just so fed up with the intolerance. And I'm just so fed up with the fact that there just seems to be uh, almost like an endless amount of hate that can come out of the ignorance that goes along with, you know, uh, denying, denying this, this part of, uh, of humanity. And I don't know, I think that it, for me coming out in the way that I did was about reclaiming some of my, my power. I want to be able to examine all the different experiences and all of the different things and open myself up to, you know, so much love that there is for so many different people. And I think that for me, it comes down to just, you know, I don't, I don't want to see people as like man, woman, gay, straight, black, white, you know, whatever the, these categories that we've created, you know, I really do want to try and live my life looking past this and looking at the strict energy of a person mm -hmm. and the beauty that is within them isn't something that is restricted by the way they look or the way that they, what their actions, mm -hmm. it's, it's something, it's something more than that. And I'm just so fucking tired of people assuming that they know, you know, what people are or, or what, what, you know, having it's so hard for me to even talk about this because I haven't I haven't really come up with a, a a real strong reason as to why I just knew that in that moment it was enough enough was mm. enough and that I just had to I just had to to talk about my truth and that you know I made the decision a year and a half ago to to share my sexuality online and part of this journey of discovery of 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 you know creating a safe space for myself is realizing that, you know, I put restrictions on myself at such a young age that it's taken me years and years to kind of unpack and become okay with the fact that, you know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm curious, maybe I'm, 
I'm this, that, or the other. And I think that, you know, having it be part of my public journey just allows other people to also come along with me that might be feeling the same way that, you know, you're not doing yourself any justice. You're not doing yourself a service by taking those feelings and crushing them and burying them deep inside. Let those feelings come out. Let yourself become more comfortable with the things that you feel and not just like, you know, looking at it like, oh, I hate this part of me because, you know, this part should be hated because this is deviant from the normal. Like this isn't normal. This I shouldn't feel this way. And I don't know. I, I understand that I have an influence on people. And I understand that, you know, some people look up to me and if there's anything that I can do to show people that, you know, that there is another way that I want to, I want to take that step and I want to do that. Ozzy, I just love you. Like I, like I, yeah, I, yeah, I just love you. I I think that that is, thank you. I think that's so beautiful. And again, I like not to bring back to our photos, but I, I think that that was the message. Um, clear in our photos that like we took I think that you know some people can look at the photos and think that there is you know there's a lot to take from the photo okay there is a lot to take from the photo okay <laughs> you understand what I'm saying okay it's giving junk in the trunk but no um I, honestly um I think that that is the, the response of our photos kind of sort of surprised me. I thought it'd just be like a little hee hee ha like but you know I didn't think that like the way it's going crazy on Twitter the way that like you know um, news is picking it up. Um, but again, I, I think that there is beauty in it. And I think that, you know, for someone like me who seems the complete opposite of you and someone uh, of your stature to be like in a bed, nestled up to a soft caramel skin body <laughs> like mine, <laughs> you know, like it, it catches people by surprise. But I, I think like literally what you said is that like, I want to do better. I want to show people that like, if there's any influence that I can have, that I can help people lead the way. And I think that like, you know, sometimes actions speak louder than words. And although people might think one thing about the photos, but honestly, like what you described is how I truly feel about the photos. And, you know, I've been came to you with this idea a long time ago. You must have thought I was crazy. But honestly, I, I truly saw the beauty in it. And I think that, you know, it is just with people like you who who speak their truth and live in their truth, um, it can make the world so much a an easier time. There's sometimes in my life I feel like, well, why wasn't I born in like the Greek era where it seemed yeah. like, you know, it, it seemed like sexuality wasn't a uh, a thing that people just seemed to like hang up on. But I, I just, uh, again, I just applaud you. And I just, I, if I thought the the Aussie meter of love in my heart uh, couldn't go up any higher, just listening to you actually like explain it um, in your own Aussie way really is something that for me is very special. But, you know, do certain aspects of your identity impact other aspects of your identity? For instance, like how does your racial identity uh, impact your experiences uh, with your sexual orientation or vice versa? Or does gender influence uh, the kind of privilege that you have access to? I know that's kind of like a loaded question, but I I just felt like we were kind of going down this this realm. And I just I I really love your insight. Yeah, I mean, it is a loaded question, but I love the question. Um, you know, we live in a patriarchal society and the old white men make the rules. And anything that I can do to help break the fuck out of that, that broken system, sign me up. You know, I am going to fight for the other side as hard as I can. You know, the my my racial, my me being, you know, Hispanic, Latino, um, 
luckily I wasn't raised in a household that was um, bigoted towards anyone, really. Every, everyone was accepted. Everyone was equal in, in my household always. Um, but I had to go to school. I had to go to public school. You know, I had to go to public school. I had to go to, and I lived in the, I grew up in the South in North Carolina. And, you know, to be able to survive as a kid, you know, you got to do what you can and, and you don't want to be too different. Otherwise you get beat up. And I already got, had troubles for other reasons, but, you know, being a white passing you know, I mean, I think I, a lot of people, as long as I don't have too much of a mustache and I'm not too dark skinned in most places, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a problem. And I, I have a privileged sort of look, um, certain places in the South, you know, the cops don't, don't like me for sure. Um, but you know, we're lucky to be men in this world. And I think as much as my privilege has given me, whatever I can do to help fight back against this type of toxic society where toxic masculinity seems to rule mm. supreme. Um, you know, I am a full believer in breaking the patriarchy. I think that for the last 2000 years, the Judeo Christian power has come from, you know, subjugating women and, and, and the other, whether that's gay, black, brown, whatever it is, so that the white man can rule. It's a, it's a colonial, we live right now in, in the, de- the decline of colonialism. And unless we fight back against it and the, the power, the power will continue to stay with, with these, you know, old white men. So mm. I, I feel like there is a groundswell of, of change coming. I really do. I think that the right type of people are getting into politics. I think the right type of people are standing up and speaking out wherever and whenever they can. And the more they do it from, you know, D list reality celebrities like myself to, you know, some of the most uh, influential people of our day, you know, the more, the more that we do to, to stand up and, and fight, against the hate of this world, the better. Uh, yeah, I ag- agree completely. I also think that something that you touched on was like, you know, that you're, uh, you know, a, la- a Latino man, but you are white passing. I think that is just very interesting for you to bring up because I, I feel like there are times when I'm talking about like race or I'm talking about someone and, you know, someone will be so quick to point out that like, oh, well, he's Latino or he's Asian or and it's hard for me to explain to them. Like, yes, they they may be a minority, but there is a a privilege in the fact of like they may pass as white. And I don't think a lot of people understand when I say that what that means. Um, But I am happy to hear and to know that you recognize that privilege of like what like you know white passing is because it is a thing and it plays a lot into like the society construct of which people assimilate into um and why at times i always have such a hard time explaining you know kind of diving into like the survivor realm of it where like you know i'm such a huge advocate for minority gay players and it seems they always go out so early and then uh, i'm like you know historically we've had four black openly gay players go out third and uh, like they normally don't make it far and then there have been other like you know lgbtq plus players that have gone like really far even won the game and it's hard for me at times to explain to people that like yes they yes because they assimilate into this uh 
to the the white culture. And although they might be a different ethnic background or they might be, their race might be something, but they assimilate and that's why they're able to kind of sort of make it so far. But at times, a lot of people don't understand where I'm coming from. So you to even bring that point up uh, for me, just, you know, I appreciate that because at times I feel like people use it, uh, but they don't recognize that that is an actual privilege uh, to be able to do that. Um, do you get what I'm saying? Or like, does yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And then, I mean, since we're on the topic of Survivor, I'm just curious. Like, do you still keep up with Survivor today? Yeah, yeah, I do. I I've found that the last two seasons have been the last three seasons really because Winners at War was pretty pretty fun to watch. Um, the last two seasons have been great, and I think this last season specifically was. You know, I want to, I just, I really hope that, and I know they're not going to, they're not going to go backwards now, now that they have, um, you know, actually done the work to create a cast that is diverse and has people from all walks of life. It is so much more fun to watch, uh, so much more interesting. And I don't know if you have this, but like I accidentally walked into, I went to go to the movies the other day and went into the wrong theater and was, uh, saw like the first part of Downton Abbey. Oh, okay. So just whatever I like, I'm sure that it's a great program or what, but I just realized like how boring it is to watch the same white actors playing these roles. It just has gotten to me, to me, it's just like, like this needs to stop. And, and when, 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 like when studios, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, whatever, whenever these big studios start to realize that white actors, these big movie stars, like this is, this is a, this era is done. Like I am so sick and tired of watching the same people basically play all these different roles over and over again. It's like, you see it happening in survivor survivor, you know, five, 10 years ago, which mostly white cast was started to get really boring. And, and I think that's just because of the monotony of watching the same type of people play over and over again, the same type of actor play the same thing over and over again. It's fucking boring. So let's get more diversity. Let's get more ethnicity. Let's get multicultural. Let's get people from all over the, you know, all walks of life. Um, it just is going to create much more interesting stories, things that will captivate and bring audiences in because there's so much diversity in this world. And if we're looking at it from this like Western colonial power, like, yeah, you know, Tom Cruise and, Johnny Depp and Brad Pitt and all these these actors like they had their day and it's time to move on. Mm, yeah, no. I, listen, first of all, that's my man. You hear Ozzy talking? He's preaching. Yes, and uh, you, you, there were uh, a lot of black survivors that came together during like 2020, myself included, to fight for diversity. Um, and you know because of the work that myself and countless other survivors like Julia Carter, Wendell Holland, Jamal Shipman, Jatia Hart-Taylor, uh, the list goes on. Like we, we really called CBS in. Uh, we had meetings with them. And after our meetings, they pledged 50% BIPOC. And it wasn't just like 50% BIPOC in front of the camera. Like in order to be able to tell like my story or your story, like you would need to know what our background is like. And so they pledge that and we see it moving forward. However, in my opinion, I, I feel like, yeah, we've taken one step, but there are so many more avenues that I feel like 
Survivor could do better on. And especially mm-hmm. like if we're talking in the LGBTQ plus community, I say this and I'm going to say it again, like, you know, we have trans players and I think that that is great. However, like what you just said, like, why are we having the same type of trans player, a, a you know, a, a trans, a white trans man? Like, where are my black trans women, you know, the trans women that are getting killed the most, that like mm-hmm. society deems as like the lowest of the lowest. Like, why not bring them on um, and representation? But there are just so many more avenues of representation that I, I would love to see. But again, when we're talking about the LGBTQ plus community, I always just kind of like go there because I have many friends that are in the trans community. And I, when I am with them at times, I am able to see my privilege in society. Mm -hmm. And like you very much, I try to do everything and anything that I can do to always bring awareness to the trans community. And I feel like we talk about LGBTQ plus community and we talk about gay rights and it's literally off of the back of black trans women uh, who Mm -hmm. are pushed to the side. You know, we're talking Stonewall uh, because Mm -hmm. they were seeing that they could be uh, the forefront of a movement And so they had to put a a, a white face in it. And, you know, and that's still some of my issues with the LGBTQ plus community is that it's not diverse. It's really a a white gay man's community. And they make it be known a lot of the time. There are places that I don't feel comfortable. There are like establishments in Philadelphia that I do not visit because they make these rules that in but so many ways basically say, like, keep the urbanness out, you know, like no hats, no Tim's like, well, 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 what, is there a space that like black queer people can black, you know, because mm-hmm. like, and, and, and it's just for me, it's always just such a struggle because I feel like uh, for me personally, like in my own black community, I'm seen as like, oh, you're not black. You're not like, I can't be gay and black. I just have to be black and shut up. And even though they don't like, you know, respect the gays as much as they should. And then, you know, we're over here in the gay community and it's a community that at times I feel, and I know many other people of color feel like it's not welcoming. It doesn't like, you know, uh, commit to us. So there is just so many more avenues of diversity that I would love to see a survivor go and not just with the LGBTQ plus community, but just in like, there are so many more religions. There's so many more races that can be shown. Um, and it's not anything that like we're saying that white players aren't good, like, or anything like that, but we we've seen the season over and over again. And just like you were talking about the Oscars, like how many white men have won Oscars? And then you look at it, how many white men winners of Survivor do we have? Like, you know, like mm-hmm. less, less spicing it up a little bit. Um, is there anyone from like your seasons of Survivor that you still keep in contact with? My seasons of Survivor, yeah, I mean, there's a few. I'm just, I'm not very good at. (laughs) 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 There was a a connection. You're not good at what, Ozzy? I I hear. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not that good at uh, keeping up with people like that. You know, I, I like, I like hanging out with people in person, but you know, like having phone conversations, texting back and forth, not usually that good. But um, you know, the people that I still keep up with they're just it, it's kind of a random mixed bag of people like if i'm in somebody's city i'll say hey what's going on let's hang out or whatever but you know other than that i i'm i'm more of a i like the one-on-one in person kind of thing all right and then if there was anyone out of the survivor franchise of all the people that you met who would you say you keep in contact the most with Damn, out of all the people... Um, this should be a very easy answer, Ozzy, because this interview can I'm, end real I'm, quick. I'm probably going to have to say you, my brother. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. 
It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Um, so, okay, so we got our survivors out the way. Um, my next question is, we're on the block is, what is this Aussie coin I'm hearing about? Like, oh. what, what's the Aussie <laughs> coin? Like, let the people know, like, what the Aussie coin is. I mean, there's a lot. Of, I've been working on trying to figure out how to explain it to people in a really, like, elevator pitch way. And the easiest way to, to say it is it's like it's like a fan club you can cash out of. So the Aussie coin is basically a, it's basically like a blockchain coin. So it's like a cryptocurrency, but you know, say you were to buy $10 worth of this coin, right? Okay. As long as I can keep staying current, making content, making cool info, you know, cool entertainment. And that coin kind of keeps going up and up. And maybe you decide, all right, this guy's not really my cup of tea anymore. You can turn around and you can sell it. And you probably make a little money. Oh. So it's an opportunity for fans to be a part of the journey of, of whatever they're interested in. So whether it's me or a band or, you know, an artist or a poet or an entertainer in any, any capacity, it lets fans benefit from, you know, the person that they look up to and, and admire or want to support, it allows them to actually have a stake in that success. So, you know, imagine you find this artist that you love, say it's a, say it's a, a musician and, you know, they're just starting out and you're like, damn, this album is fire. Like, how can I support? You buy some of their coin and then all of a sudden more and more people start to find out about it and they start to buy the coin. Then all of a sudden you are one of the first people that found this person and you know, a year, two years down the road, they have become an international star. Mm-hmm. Like you would benefit dramatically from that. So not only does the, does the artist benefit, but the fans benefit as well. It's like a chance to create community. It's a chance to offer, you know, special sort of inside, um, an inside track. So I can go there and I can ask all my, the people that really love me and support me. Hey, what kind of, what kind of content do you guys want to see? Uh, who can I give a, uh, you know, a free, uh, cameo to who, who wants to get me on their podcast? Who wants me to show up at their, you know, at their event or who wants to come to Venice beach and hang out with me for a day and go surfing? Who wants to come to my, my place in Mexico? So it's, it's almost like just, revamping what I consider to be an amazing fan club and also community. And then if you, for whatever reason, you decide that it's not working out for you or you just want to move on or you want to just, you know, make a little money, you cash out and you know that you've, you've, you've kind of like, it's like a subscription that you can get refunded on. Mm. Well, first of all, who would ever want to cash out? I don't know. But don't if know. people are more interested, cause I don't think like the Aussie coin is well known enough. Like where can people find or buy well let me stop saying where can people bitch where can i buy the ozzy coin at ozzy because i'm trying to buy some ozzy coin yeah just go to my uh 
on any of my socials and go to my link tree and there's a there's a link in my link tree and you can just click on there and you can check it out um but i do think that this is the way of the future for digital creators um, it's going to cut out the middleman and it's going to allow us to really have these flourishing communities that are outside of Twitter, outside of Instagram that has, you know, whatever policies that they have. It allows us to connect directly to fans in a way that hasn't really been done before. And what I think is so special about that, Ozzy, is that it kind of keeps you, I don't want to say current with your fans, but at least, you know, like, the people like myself that are buying the Aussie coins, like you'll know what we want. And so for me, I, I feel like it's such a a way to stay more authentic to your base. You know, at times when you have like advertisers or this or that, and you have to kind of sort of like cater to them this way, you're right. You're cutting out the middle person and you're catering to the people that really love and support you the most. So I think that that is amazing. And I know my, uh, my purple pants posse can get behind this and support the Ozzy coin. Um, I and, hope so. You know, of course. Listen, we love, well, listen, if, as you my man now so listen of course they're going to want to support you um another thing you talked about was like you know creating more content we know that you started in only fans and you had you know about a year ago and you talked about that earlier um but you know myself i did a only fans review and i think that that's when we like connected because i was telling you like listen ozzy i didn't watch it and i hear some things that you could like enhance or things that you could like like subtle little changes and i yeah. um i know that you have incorporated that and i know that it's been a success for you but i'm like what can people expect from your only fans um that don't don't know about the OnlyFans because I think you know. Listen, y'all better just check them out. Like what? Like what type of content? Like what? Like what? What's the? Give us the tea on the Ozzy OnlyFans. Um, I think what you can expect to see on there is. For one, you get to see a journal of sexual exploration, mm. and that journey started, uh, you know, publicly started a year and a half ago, and you know, it's just the tip of the iceberg that there's still so much more to explore and so much more that I, I can't wait to uh, bring bring uh, y'all along with to experience with me. Whew, you're getting me high, Ozzy. Um, <laughs> so my question is, were, were you nervous about kind of like starting this? Uh, because I know that you've done things in the past before um, and you've always been adventurous, but like, were you nervous about actually like taking this on as, as a more serious project? Like, or were you just like, at this point, like I'm at the point in my life where I want to do what I want to do? It's a little bit of both. I mean, I did, I, I've only done these like pro con lists a few times in my life. And this was one decision where I had to write things down. And I had to say, mm. all right, what are the pros and what are the cons? And honestly, the pros were probably three to four times more than the cons. And just based off of that, um, you know, just just I took that into consideration and I'm also just at that point in my life where I just want to do and live the way that I want to and I want to live as authentically as I can and I want to explore and I want to experience my life to the fullest it can be and I don't want to you know I don't want to uh, close doors because of what society has told me to do because of you know some antiquated bullshit systems that have been passed down for thousands of years no I want to I want to live my life and I want to explore it in the way that feels authentic to me. And that's basically what it was. I love that. And, you know, with OnlyFans and with like the adult world industry, there's like this huge like stigma that people put on uh, like sex workers. Yeah. Um, and have, do, have you felt 
that? Have you experienced that? Or do you feel like you've been uh, trying to rise above it and show people that like the stigma that people have about it, um, they really should change their mind? Like what has your experience been with that in, in the adult world? Yeah, I've world. yeah, I mean I've I've definitely been coming up against the stigma around sex workers, but like I said before, you know, I'm a, basically a white passing man that, you know, I don't I don't have the same types of mm. of restrictions placed upon me that even women or people of color or anyone who's uh, you know, a little more um, you know, a little less less privileged than myself. Mm. So, I don't I think that 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 that's put a lot of responsibility on me to mm. be to be able to stand up to things that I can, you know, and I and I'm I obviously I know that like I look the way I look and I am who I am and I don't have the same kinds of, uh, you know, I'm just able to do more than other people. And, you know, hopefully like with just a little that I can do, I can help to shift that narrative a little bit. Um, and I think that the more that people see it become accepted in mainstream society and mainstream life, I think that it will allow more people to be themselves and be themselves authentically and not have to hide behind, you know, lies and, or just these, uh, these parts, these roles that we have to play to, to get along. And, um, I do think that the, the stigma around sex work is, is incredibly dangerous and it, not only does it create dangerous situations, but it it doesn't allow us to really solve some of the, I don't know, basic, simple problems that are pervasive when it comes to, you know, sexual health or just the the absolute predatory nature of, you know, some of the people, some of the, you know, like we were talking about, um, you know, trans black women mm-hmm. being, you know, not, not just trans black women, but you know, the same thing happens in Mexico and some of the, you know, the uh, people of color that, that a lot of them go missing mm-hmm. end up, end up dead, end up in, and they're just, there's doesn't ever seem to be any outrage about that because they're kind of like forgotten and not the, for some reason their lives aren't as cherished as, um, others. So, right. I don't know. It's, it's sometimes I feel really depressed at the state of the country and this world. And, um, and other times I feel like it's, it, it's up to us to do what we can having these little platforms, whether it's just a little podcast or a Twitter post or this, just showing people that the face of, um, a sex worker or, you know, someone who is, um, gay or bisexual is is just like you know there's there's nothing to be ashamed of at all no it's it's so important and again why i think it's so important for us to have this conversation and why i think it's so important of our friendship um it it, it really does matter and again like you said it's for me everyone's like well what's what what's it going to take for things to change and honestly i don't have that answer but all i know is that I know that anyone that I interact with or anyone that I I personally meet could have a stigma about something and then they meet me and I'm breaking down that wall. And I think it's our job um, as individual 
people of this world to be better people um, and, you know, to love more and hate less um, yeah. is really my motto. And again, like I said, I'm on a road to a better Bryce. And there are some days that I, I don't feel like I'm actually contributing. Um, and there are other days that I feel like I, I, I'm doing my part. And so I think that it's like, you know, it's life and, and we go on and we, we have to be better people. Um, but I do want to ask the people they've been asking. And, you know, since we are like on this OnlyFans topic, people want to know. And I don't know the answer to this. That's why I'm asking you. But they want to know, are they going to see a Bryce and Ozzy OnlyFans collaboration? That's what the people want to know, okay? That's- well, it sounds like you got to get your OnlyFans back up and running. Right. <laughs> it sounds like that that might have to happen but i don't know you might want to think twice about that because you know cbs might not want to have you back on survivor if you do uh, well, it's, a- it's quite all right i'm the third boot out and listen my phone has not rung um so <laughs> <laughs> i am not worried about that and then i just also know that like you're such an adventurous person you do so many like fun things we like i follow your instagram i follow you and like you're just always doing so much fun things and it always just look like you just have the best time in life like what is like what is a piece of advice that you can offer to someone that wants to live the life like Ozzy that's just like free spirited and does what you want like what's one piece of advice that you can offer someone that wants to be as adventurous and as fun as you um let's see my my girlfriend gave me this piece of advice and I love it I think it's really a simple rule to live by um I think that if you spend more time creating than consuming, I think mm. that's that's a really powerful, uh, simple tool. And you know, other than that, just continue to follow your dreams and and be curious about the world, and don't lose that curiosity, and don't lose your enthusiasm when you fail. Um, I think that the my years of skateboarding as a as a kid, you know, you learn how to fall in a way that sometimes is graceful. And so learning how to fall with grace and get back up and not losing enthusiasm for your failures, but learning from them is, is the best piece of advice I think I could give. And, and to love more and hate less. Come on, Ozzy. Yeah. Um, I love that. Mental health is a huge proponent of my life. And I think I try to make it a part of my uh, podcast. And I always try to show myself like self-love. And I always tell people like, you know, self-love and like, you know, doing something for yourself, like a self-care Sunday. I mean, so important. And I just am curious, like, are there any things that you do for self-care or like a a self-love Ozzy day? Like, what are some of your like self-care routines? Yeah, self-care for me is um, getting exercise. Is is making sure I'm I'm doing what I can to you know get my body moving. Um, I know that I feel the best when I'm doing that, and if I go a couple days without it, it it affects my mental health. It's very it's very clear, and it's taken me many years to realize that. I just I just you know thought that I could I could go weeks on end without exercise or without you know moving my body. Um, I just know that. That is one of the most number one. And also for me, it's just making sure I have enough time alone um, mm. to, to, you know, whether it's trying to calm your thoughts and do, you know, whether meditating or whatever you want to call it. Um, but just, you know, being able to recharge and, and reflect. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm getting more and more into, like you said, like, uh, you know, doing like face masks and hair masks. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know why I, I didn't get into this. A yes. Well, okay. this is also this is also one of those things that, you know, as a as a young man growing up, like if you were to 
be fucking with a face mask in high school, like you, you wouldn't hear the end of it, you know? And that's something that hopefully we start to change more and more because damn, it's a, feels good to put a face mask uh, on. Yes. Okay. So Ozzy, the next time that we get together, can, can we do a little face mask? I like, yeah. I have a, I have a skin routine that will change your life. Um, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I know you are very busy, but I do have like two more questions that I want to ask you. Um, yeah. And just to follow up, because I, I know you talked about a lot of like trauma in your childhood. And I, I feel like everyone experiences trauma, whether they realize it or not. And at times it can rear its head in our lives. And we don't know why. And it's it's because at times it's like trauma undealt with or, or things like that. So I, I was just hearing you say that is there any piece of advice that you would offer to your 14, 15, 16 year old self? Like if it's just one thing that you could say or, or j- just something like, what would that be to 16 year old Ozzy? Um, I think keeping a journal is something that I've tried to do off and on my entire life. And I'll have like little spurts where I'll do it for like a month or I'll go back and look at journals that I have from like when I was a teenager mm-hmm. and you know, it's like, I'll write a couple pages and then I'll be like a couple months and a couple more pages. So I think something like that, I would love to have had, I'd love, I'd love to be able to look back on some of the things I was going through back then and just, you know, be able to reflect. And unfortunately, I don't really have a really like, uh, I don't have anything like that. Like my girlfriend does, and I'm really jealous of it. She's got like her day to day going back years and years and years and years. And it's something that I think is really valuable. And uh, I think that's something that would really help a lot. I love that. Um, and then like, what's next for Ozzy? What can people expect from you? What you got going on? Like what uh, can people be on the lookout for? Let's see. Well, there's going to be a lot of fun content making this summer. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to be ex- experimenting with all sorts of stuff. So that's going to be coming. And then I've got a couple of fun adventures happening and you know, people are just going to have to stay tuned to see. Yes. I love it. And before you go, because earlier in the in the conversation, you were saying like, you know, you're uh, like people being boxed in and not like, you know, why do I have to like, like a girl, like a boy, like you like energy and like you like, you know, different things of like that. So describe to me before you go, what, what, what you got from my energy, Ozzy? Oh, well, you're just a big sweetheart. <laughs> you really are. And you just got you've got a wit to you that when you feel comfortable with people and you let that wit out, it's uh, it's it's really great to be around. So, yeah, but mostly from your energy, I just get I get warm, like cuddly teddy bear. (laughs) Okay, the people want to know is my skin soft? Oh, yeah, your skin is so soft. Okay. The people is me, not the people is me. Ozzy, <laughs> I love you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. I, I really appreciate this. And uh, yeah, you know, I've been a huge fan of yours uh, throughout my like, because we're not that much a part of age, even though, you know, I'm still in my 20s. But, you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's amazing to to know that, like, you know, I can call you a friend. Like, you know, I can call, like, you know, your girlfriend is my sister wife. Like, it's just so, it's like such a full circle for me, um, just from someone that like has not felt like they belonged to then like coming in and meeting someone like you and like, you know, you just welcoming me. I just appreciate it so much. And it's just like the 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 fan boy in me is screaming. And, you know, again, like I feel like I know all of the, the queers and the gays at home. Like, you know, that photo is for y'all. Like, listen, I'm living out your dream. OK, live through me, through Ozzy. But anyway, Ozzy, like I love you and I appreciate you so much. And thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Uh, I love you too. And thank you. And this was a, a, a great pleasure. So thank you.
Thank you, Ozzy. And that is going to conclude this episode with my man, the man, Ozzy. I truly appreciate Ozzy for coming on and just being so vulnerable and being so open about who he truly is. And I really believe that there is power in what Ozzy is saying. And I I hope that somebody that listens to this podcast today um takes away something different and at times I always feel like I might say something and someone can get something from it um and Ozzy can say something and someone might get something from it and so I'm just truly appreciative of the friendship that I have with Ozzy so thank you so much for listening to this special edition of the Purple Pants podcast and if you don't know you could head over to YouTube and watch the video version of this audio podcast at Bryce Isaiah. Click the thumbs up, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and let me know in the comments over there on YouTube what you thought. And as always, please ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever podcasts are. The Purple Pants Podcast is there. Hit subscribe, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars, and don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that we got Ozzy because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast, you better get your headphones and listen up quick, it's the purple pants podcast, you better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt, it's the purple pants podcast, you're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.